Welcome to the Human Theatre, a safe space teemed with an abundance of exploration about what it means to be a human in this world. Optimal health is your birthright and should not be a luxury. Knowing how your body works and understanding everything that relates to your human experience comes with the package. My name is Kelsey Buchholter, and I am here to dive deep into all things mental and physical health, longevity, nutrition, human consciousness, creativity, and more. Join me in normalizing the concept of what it means to be a human and the importance of being you. Enjoy the show. Hello humans, my name is Kelsey. I am a singer-songwriter, actor, dancer, nutrition advisor, health coach, and your host. And welcome to the 12th show housed in the Human Theatre. Today, I got to sit down with an academically sports and musically talented individual who, by day, does the things a software developer does, I still don't know exactly what it is he does, and by night turns into a rock god. And I am lucky enough to call him my older brother. Josh Bacholter did his honors in computer science and applied mathematics, graduating with distinction, of course. He currently works as a full-time software developer, and on the side is also a passionate guitarist and performer. If you can't find him at work or on the stage, Josh will probably be on the golf course or playing any other sport, or actually watching Formula One. <laughs> at the end of our chat, Josh and I thought we'd do a live recording of one of my original songs called By Your Side. So if you make it to the end, you have a little treat of a live performance with Josh and myself in our family home. Alternatively, you can just fast forward to the end. Whatever preference you have, I don't judge. <laughs> Before I get on to today's show, don't forget about your special discount code if you want to order any Oxford HealthSpan product. You can get a 10% discount when you enter KELSEY as the discount code at checkout. That's KELSEY, all in capitals. K-E-L-S-E-Y, all in capitals, for a 10% discount. There will also be a link in the show notes. Without further ado... Here's my chat with my brother, Josh Bucholter. And I think we are live. Josh Bucholter, welcome to the Human Theatre. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. I mean, slight, slight bit of nepotism here, but nonetheless. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't know what to say. I suppose you are my older brother, my inspiration for many things, my rock in many things as well, and specifically my music inspiration. Um, I suppose the first question that I usually ask my guests is, what brought you to where you are today? What's your story? Who are you? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I, I like to think I, well, at least I try to live two different kinds of lives, I suppose. The one is, you know, normal, run-of-the-mill, sort of nine-to-five sort of thing. And then... Um, you know, still deep down trying to, you know, uh, live my, live my sort of music, music career. Um, so yeah, I, I suppose, you know, like, at least from a music perspective, it started um, when I was about 10 or so. Um, all of a sudden, this one music teacher was knocking on, knocking my door that well, in the class that I was in, or during breaks whatever kept asking when am I going to start start learning piano or start coming for lessons and I didn't really know why all of a sudden they started thinking I was I could play music I you know I was never interested in any of that but because um, of me yeah no, well, actually, I don't know, turns, I don't know. no I think it is actually <laughs> I don't, we'll have to ask our parents at some point but um yeah so I guess eventually you know, as a 10-year-old, it's not really my decision, but um, eventually started playing piano, and I did that for a couple of years. Um, and, you know, I learned, learned a whole lot of stuff. I mean, I, the my teacher never gave me any sort of theory lessons, at least not that I can remember, but he taught me how to play songs and, you know, taught, taught me the mechanics of playing a piano. So from that perspective, it was good. And 
you know, once everyone stopped playing piano, <laughs> all my friends at least, I started to think it was a bit uncool. Um, so I stopped as well. But uh, yeah. Which I was, was really sad because I just want to, I just want to say, you being very humble, you were fucking insane at the piano. Like you were ridiculously good. You were ridiculously good. Um, I had started piano when I was six, so you were about eight. You were probably in grade three because I was in grade one. Okay. And that's probably why in grade four they came to knock on, on your door to ask you to play piano. But I just want to say you were phenomenal. But yeah, I suppose it wasn't right. cool anymore. Yeah, because yeah, I guess not. Eminem was then cool. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, again, I, you know, I never thought about music. It was never, never something I, you know, I didn't feel like I was necessarily born with any music interest. I, you know, I was all about sport and. Which you were also fucking amazing at any... I mean, you're... you're yeah. I mean, I'll be swearing, <laughs> well, I'll be swearing I, on this podcast. I don't know. <laughs> I did. <laughs> okay, well... Okay. Tone is set, I suppose. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It just... Uh, just sort of happened. I mean, it, it, it made sense to me, I suppose, at that time. I mean, I can't remember how, how my teacher taught me... Um, I, well, I, you know, I just, I guess I remember not necessarily like, well, I didn't learn how to read music, so I must have sort of learnt by hand and then I could just play, play things without, without looking at the music. And yeah, I mean, you know, it would have been, I suppose it would have been nice to carry on playing. I mean, it would be nice to be able to play that instrument still. I, I can kind of I'm sure if you have to go it. back. Yeah, I mean, I can still, you know, I know how the keys work, yeah. <laughs> put it that way. But, um, but yeah. Anyway, so, so that, so that sort of ended, and, um, and then from from thirteen, um, I wanted to, I guess, start an instrument again. So first, I wanted to do drums, and uh, our dad very quickly uh, quashed that um, that idea. Um, it's a bit ironic because our younger brother plays drums, but. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, it was a good thing. Um, and then I went with a friend of mine. I was at him after school one day and uh, we went to the, the the music shop down the road from us because he was already playing guitar. And yeah, just sort of seeing all these instruments and stuff. I think that's what really sort of kicked it off. Um, and and yeah, and then I guess from there, um, our mom had a guitar lying around from when she was younger. Not, not that she necessarily played um so she got that restrung for me because i think it might have had two strings on it and i remember coming up from school the one day and it was like there and it was like all stringed up and i had no idea what i was doing but i just went and fiddled around and yeah had my first guitar lesson a few weeks late a few weeks or months later i don't know and learned boulevard of broken dreams and happy birthday and, and smoke on the water that's like uh i, I yeah, uh, he never taught me in that lesson, but it, it eventually, yeah. I mean, eventually, <laughs> I had to learn how to play it. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, um, that's I get. I assume you want to talk about the musical side of things, so. Well, that's definitely you know. part of the aspect, but I, I also want to speak about you know the balance of nine to five work and then having such an, an incredible outlet and passion of music. And I know you're being humble again, but I just want to say that. You are a f effing <laughs> great guitarist. Like, I, 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 I don't even know how to... I feel like I just wish that everyone in the world could just see you because I feel like you literally are the great guitar gods. Like, you... The way that you can play the guitar is just amazing. And maybe this is a bit nepotistic. And I am being biased, but I'm a super, super proud sister because... When I watch you play, it's like, guys, Josh Beholder is a guitar god, and yeah. So, but anyway, um, <laughs> I'm the, I'm a very very proud sister. Um, if you are in Cape Town and ever get to have a chance to watch Josh play, um, he's remarkable. I wish you had a social media presence, but you don't really have Instagram or Facebook that you post some mm. videos. But I think, aren't you meant to be my social media manager? It doesn't look like I have time. <laughs> oh, I don't know. But, uh, well, maybe, maybe. Yeah. We're planting that seed. Um, anyway, I I interrupted. I don't know where we were going with the... Yeah, you can speak if you want to speak more about your music journey or if you want to now balance it with some of your academic journey because not only are you talented at 
anything that you really do, um, you are academically <laughs> a genius as well. I don't know if you want to speak about your... I mean, you're on the student council in both middle school and high school. Doesn't and mean I was clever, but... Uh, no, I know. But, I mean, you you really, truly are an amazing inspiration. So, what did you study after school? I <laughs> uh, did um, uh, BSc in computer science and applied maths and then did an honours in computer science. But, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, like... I'm also trying to stop myself from saying like so much, but, uh, you know, I'm it, also, is, I, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, Just be This you. is my first, first podcast interview. No, um, but you, you, you did UCT radio. Yeah, I did, but I was on the other, I was on your side, not on the, not on this not side. But anyway, anyway <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, um, you know, languages were never my strong point. I, I was, I was never, well, I never, I never felt like I enjoyed those things. So I never really put much work into them, but Maths and science, you know, when something's, you know, when something's right or wrong, <laughs> it's black or white. It was, it was a lot, a lot nicer for me, or at least it made a lot more logical sense. So, um, yeah, it, it kind, of, I think it, um, it helped with the with the musical side because I saw, you know, as I as I started learning more th- theoretical things in music, not not just learning how to play the guitar. You know, as I was learning more of the theory side, it's it, it, I started seeing them as as tools that I can use to, you know, solve musical problems and in, in you know in, in inverted commas. So mm-hmm. the um, you know, the concept of um, you have like um, the, the songs in a particular key, and then you can apply different scales, and that allows you know that gives you the the, the set of tools to use in that musical context. Um, those things made a lot of sense to me, just like um, the you know mathematical concepts and mm. and whatnot. Um, well, music is essentially maths. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it does it. definitely boil down to that. And I, I, I sense that as I was doing more and more music stuff, and then also you know obviously going through school and you know getting more into um, deeper mathematical concepts. So. Um, I didn't. I didn't necessarily pick it up at the time, but it, the 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 subject of music felt, you know, like I had my maths and my science courses or whatever, and then music felt like something in in a similar vein, at least to learn. Like it made sense. I could, you know, go go home and study it, and at, you know, at the very least, at least enjoy studying it. Yeah, um, that's that's a very important thing. You have to enjoy what you're doing. I, yeah, I mean, you. Yeah, yeah. To this day, spend hours, like hours. Like I think you, you outburned that ten thousand hour sort of perfectionistic number many, 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 many years ago. Like for those of you who I suppose don't live with Josh or haven't had a chance to live with Josh, which is like majority of you except me <laughs> and my immediate family, but Josh literally would spend hours and hours and hours. But I prom- I bet you it didn't feel like you were spending hours and hours and hours practicing and learning yeah I, I you know i could i could sit down and you know just regurgitate math like you know find old past papers or bunch of like example questions and just practice because it's the same at least for maths and science um sort of subjects it was just you know the same process over and over again you have your like initial conditions that sort of define your sort of like a fill in the blank spots and then you know it's just the same process over and over again and you end up usually more often than not getting to the same answer which which i enjoyed it felt like practice it wasn't studying um i i always hated i suppose is a strong word but i always felt like it was a bit silly to sit there and like wrote learn things um and learn things off by heart because you know like it would sit in there for the exam or test or whatever and then it would disappear i never have any intuition for it so one of my maths teachers, in, at least in high school, I remember him saying, you know, the more you understand, the less you have to learn. Mm, that's so um, true. We learn to forget, essentially, for a lot of things. Yeah, just the way you learn things for, for a test or an exam, it just, it's not, uh, at, le- at least for certain subjects, it's, it's, it's not kind of how the human brain really no. like no. memorizes things, per se. No, you have to connect with the material that you're learning. Yeah, yeah. 
in order to then apply it to anything. Exactly. So that whole application it's of, of something, to me, there's, there, there's an inherent like aspect of understanding and then yeah. an aspect of intuition. And then from those two things, you know, it's about identifying a problem mm. where that particular concept would be useful. Yeah. You need to apply it, be able to apply it practically. Yes. Yeah, well. yeah. I feel like that's that's why for me I absolutely was blown away when I had to um I suppose up upskill my ability to learn through my body and like muscle memory when I was studying, you know, musical theater. Like you can't it's not just learning to regurgitate a definition. You like actually have to connect with the material and connect with mm. the work that you're doing in order to therefore translate it. Um, in an authentic and truthful way but like going back to musically like you would literally also spend hours 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 playing and like practicing and re- i remember like you would print i don't know how many papers of different guitar solos yeah 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 um i mean i don't i don't yeah i can't i can't quite remember you know i can't say i used to sit down and practice with the metronome and everything i just i just really enjoyed playing yeah. i just wanted to play i get home from school and i just want to play and um you know the very first sort of rock song that i well rock solo that i learned it was um i was watching you know when i started playing guitar i wanted to you know like surround myself with with music that had good guitar playing so that i could like embrace it and you know just by listening sort of sort of build an intuition for the you know for that style of music um so you know i used to look up top 10 best guitar solos or whatever and like on youtube you know before youtube had ads probably um (laughs) and i heard like 10 seconds of this song called freebird by leonard skinner which little did i know was had like a seven minute guitar solo but i just heard the first like 10 seconds of it um and i just thought i had to go and go and learn it so you know like without knowing i went onto the one website that you used to get tabs from and just printed out. I think it was thirteen pages of I remember. of of music, but like dumbed down music notation <laughs> for guitarists. Um, and yeah, over like three to six months or so, I sort of learned the solo. I remember the first two or three months was the, just getting that first little bit right, and then it clicked. And you know, to this, I mean, I've been playing f- for fifteen years, I think now, and you know, I can still pretty much play that thing off by heart. It's like still in there. Um, so yeah, so that was that was a huge moment. Um, at least on my, um, I guess, musical personality perspective. Um, another big thing I had I had a really close friend at 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 school who who had also been playing guitar and you know like you know we sort of started hanging out and you know just completely fell in love with this guitar thing and you know constantly you know trying to outdo each other and 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 find new music and you know without him i wouldn't have by no means progressed to to, to where i got to i guess relatively mm-hmm. quickly healthy um, competition ex- yeah 100 percent. you know we used to get home from school and call each other on the home phone and you know before you could share music and stuff I, you know used to be like oh i found this song listen to this solo whatever and you'd put the the phone to the, <laughs> the speaker yeah no yeah way. to the actual speaker of our like <laughs> shared computer in our living room and you know like you'd play the song and you like you know, once it's done or once you've shown him that thing, you'd like you're not sure where the other person's still on the line. But um that was amazing, man. Like that was yeah. That was that was definitely that period like really like ramped up my 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 desire to play. Yeah. Um so yeah. That yeah, was... I think that's beautiful. I think you've just you've covered so many broad topics that I'd love to get into. Like firstly, just when something is just like fueling your fire and making you just have this drive to just, you know, perform or just do better or learn and grow. I think like that's when you know, and and it's authentic, it's nothing forced or nothing pushed. I think in general, like that's when you know, I think that something is like authentically a passion for you. And I know a lot of people in this world, you know, don't necessarily know what their true authentic passions are. And if anyone out there is just, you know, I always say, like, if you're having trouble with finding what your passions are, firstly, that is such a cool place to be because you actually get to explore, like, what it is. Like, you get to try all these new things to see what it is you're passionate about. But I feel like when you know, you know. 
and it's not forced it's nothing pushed it's completely organic it's completely authentic and I mean for you that was I mean music has always been both of our emotional outlets and I think we do have to thank our parents I feel like we exited the womb listening to music like I don't think there was ever a dull moment like going to school we there was always music in the in the car and like specifically I, I mean uh, there was classical music, but there was also, you know, like the greats, you know, like <laughs> 60s, 70s, 80s, sort of, you know, classic hard rock. I think mm. um, specifically when you were speaking about, you know, the genre, the type of music that you were listening to, with they had to have a guitar solo. I remember mm. when we got iTunes for the first time, I wasn't able to iPods. download hey, iPods. iPods. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, we... We no one could we couldn't I, we couldn't download any song that didn't have a guitar solo. So I never got to to download the Hannah Montana or the Cheetah Girls. Like I was just I, kind of. I mean, I'm I'm a little bit grateful for that now. I feel like my hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. I think we just grew up with the the classic rock sort of the greatest hits. I feel well, like. Well, I mean, yeah. Um, I think, you know, growing like, like when you were much younger, I mean, I don't remember really what it was. I didn't have much interest for music, but it probably was all that stuff that I'd eventually come around to, um, you know, once I did start playing guitar. Yeah. I um, think you can then therefore like appreciate the... Yeah. So, I mean, there's, you know, there's the aspect of actually like growing up physically as a person, but then also that like True. growing up in, in a music sense. Yeah. Um, which for me... Whether that's fortunate or not, we're not two two distinct like time frames. Like they were separate things. Yeah. Um, so perhaps it's maybe a bit of a pity that I wasn't so in tune with 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 music when I was growing up that I didn't pick up these things. You know, like maybe maybe they are there deep down that I just didn't didn't think about or didn't didn't think much of. Maybe that's why it, it sort of just sort of fell into place eventually and it all made sense. Um, but uh, you know, but then at the same time, to have like a almost a second growing up journey uh, was was cool. You know, yeah. it sort of you know I could then focus on the next b birth, if you will. <laughs> if you're going very philosophical, very, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there were there were two distinct time frames for me. And then, you know, and then obviously you get like other sort of growth periods and whatnot. But um, yeah, like those kind of two distinct things, it's sort of almost almost a completely different sort of timescale as well. Um, mm. You know, for me with music, it was over at least initially, you know, there was like two, three years of like very intense sort of like really diving into the mechanics of playing guitar or whatnot. And then slowly as I, I guess, grew up <laughs> physically, but then also, you know, from a musical perspective, started realizing that, you know, it's not just about being able to regurgitate things. Yeah. It's, you know, it's about finding, finding, finding A, what interests you, what, 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 uh, you know, what, what's the word? Like, in terms of style, like, like having a good intuition for that style of music or styles of music. Um, and then, and then also, you know, having having a desire to at least sound like yourself you know like everyone's different so why shouldn't that be the case as you like learning an instrument mm -hmm. or or you know or performing music or whatever yeah. um so over the past you know 10 years or so like once once i finished school and you know then started playing in bands and stuff it became more about you know okay i'm not going to be the fastest guitar player in the world i'm not going to be the best technique technically in the world but i can certainly be the best at me exactly. <laughs> and you know with, with with how i play and it's it's certainly become more about finding a unique voice in music even even if it's maybe not necessarily like from a creative perspective because that kind of inherently happens for me us you know it, it all caught, kind of boils down to you know um, there's this theory and this concept and, and for me, music's always been essentially a logical exercise. It, it doesn't sound very sexy that way, but, um, you know, uh, it, it kind of inherently because of my intuition and my awareness and how I play the guitar, that the sort of stuff I write ends up 
almost comes from from, from that place mm. more so than I have this idea that I want to now do and like how do I get there interesting um, so that's why I always feel from a creative perspective I don't necessarily feel like a creative person because it's it's it kind of it just like I was saying earlier when I used to just sit down and do past past papers and just you know just practice all like solving different problems like to me music feels very much in the same way where like oh okay like I've, you know I'm like let me sit down and write something but like it's all kind of you know like if I want to write a rock song that day or whatever it's it's sort of that thing of like find a particular question in a past paper and then supply the same logic and the same the same sort of thing and you know out comes something interesting well I mean the the music that you have created and like a few of my songs that I perform you started off with the you know the basic sort of the melody and like the start of the song and then together we built on that and I would say that you are very creative and I, I think it's just so interesting to hear how you experience you know music in your life because for me it's like as I mentioned like music has always been my creative outlet like my emotional outlet as well so for for me like music has always been something that has helped me deal with my emotions so in that sense like I feel like that's probably why like I suppose writing music and writing and being a bit more creative as opposed to playing other people's work is probably like um it just it's something that I I suppose tend more towards than just I suppose regard not not regurgitating yeah. but performing other people's work and I feel like that's because it's like yeah it's a tool that I have in my life that I'm so blessed to have to I suppose deal with my emotions and things um I've never viewed it as like a different formulaic sort of I don't know maybe it's just mm. a female brain difference I don't know but it's so interesting how you say that but I mean it it, it makes so much sense because I mean when I'm if I've written a new song like you I always come to you and I always ask you for your opinion and I feel like I always ask you like for example what comes naturally to you is is adding in the intricacies and adding in like harmonies like but for example for me like adding in harmonies up and above the main melody that that is something that doesn't come easy to me but I feel like it comes easy to you so and I know like you also spent many more years learning music theory than I did. And I feel like that basic technical understanding has definitely, yeah, I mean, I would say like you're definitely a lot more intellectually, technically musical, I suppose, compared to, to me. That's very interesting. I've never actually heard you speak about like the, you know, the mathematical, how you, I mean, but it mm. makes sense given your, I suppose your how your brain is wired and your passions and your likes how you view music through that that lens it's yeah well that whole thing of like it makes sense like it yeah you know, it like makes sense to me um but I think um you know yeah like I, I feel like it's um no I'm saying like or not uh what, what was I trying to say um you know with you as you as you said it's it's more often than not is is a like you know you have this emotional um situation or this or these like like these thoughts in your head these like emotional thoughts that you then try you know either either like dive into or deal with through through music like you know the music you write is very much connected to you as a person yeah. and 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 your experience which i'm sure you've you've spoken about before in your podcast but um you know, that's why I, you know, you're like the artiste, if you will. Like, sure, we're both creative, but you know, you, you, you come into a song or something with like a message that you want to portray, or or or, or feeling you want to, you want to describe in a musical or or um, spoken way through your lyrics. Um, whereas for me, you like it's. Um, Sure, I might, I might have, you know, I might have, I might be in, in, in some kind of emotional space mentally, and I need to go play guitar to, you know, just, just to either like relax or reset or, you know, or like, you know, I, it's not that I don't feel things, mm. and and I go and you know, like some days I'm, you know, like if I am feeling a bit down or or, or a bit introspective, then you know, if I do play that day, <laughs> which isn't a guarantee anymore, um, then you know, it does, it does come out through my playing, but. 
I'm trying very hard to like start working, like you know, to be able to start writing lyrics and whatnot. But it is, again, it kind of boils down to that language thing, I suppose. Like <laughs> I've got, you know, I've I've got ideas, and you know, there's certain, um, uh, what's the word? Like, uh, not concepts, but yeah, just just certain things. I I, I do enjoy the the sort of. I guess, if you will, art of, you know, taking something and trying to describe it in an interesting way, you know, uh, I don't know, again, language. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. And I think, but I think at the same time, like, I think just going back to the whole thing about, you know, being organic and truthful to you, like you, you also, you know, must play to your strengths as a, as an individual, but not, not to say that those strengths are constant, like, the only constant in life is change. Like you can develop yourself and to be, you know what I mean? But like, essentially, like we all have our different strengths. And you mentioned something earlier about, you know, music for you, especially in the beginning, you know, sort of stages and then the revolution of like to where you are now with your music. But you mentioned, you know, the beginning stages was definitely a lot more technical and looking, I mean, working, understanding. It's, it's, you, you set yourself up with a really, really strong foundation of guitar and guitar playing and trying to just absorb literally whatever you could. And you definitely did have that solid building of playing a guitar. And I feel like that's given you the the liberation where you like, that you have now in order to just, I suppose, be free. Like when you yeah. play, like it's literally as if you're just like, first of you're like a completely different person. <laughs> Not really, no, you just, it's just, you, you can see you're just feeling the music. And for me, like, that's always been something that music has just opened my eyes to. It's like the ability for someone to just feel something. Um, mm. So just going back on that, like, it is obvious, it's important to build those, that technical background. I mean, you can use ballet as an example. Like, that is, a, most of the time is spent learning the technique, building up that foundation in order to then, on the night of your performance, just absolutely dance away and just really tap more into that feeling but it's almost like you need to make the technical side of things so embedded in your muscle memory that you're therefore able to have the freedom to just let mm. go and play and yeah. i mean your whole music revolution has completely embodied that like in the beginning you know spending hours like hours hours learning all the what like the modes and and the, everything and the scales and the arpeggios and like all the tech all the things that you you must do <laughs> Mm. And what I suppose must is a strong word, but like yeah. it can only help when you have a strong foundational technical background. It can only help with, you know, being able to, you know, settle and ease into the grounding and perform. Yeah, I, yeah, it is. Um, you know, the more the more sort of theory you understand and the more technical focus you put on it, it can also limit one, you know, like. If yeah, you can't get stuck in it. Yeah, yeah. If you if you become so 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 in uh, entwined in in like this is right and and this isn't right, then you know there's that whole gray area that you're missing out on. And with music, there well, you know, with music there isn't there isn't a white and black to begin mm. with. So unless it's by, classical piano. <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know that that I find sometimes can also limit me um, from. From a from a creative perspective, because you don't think to do something that isn't uh, quote unquote right, so you could be missing out on so many more elements of music, um, at least from a from a playing perspective. Mm. But you know, for me, I'm a I'm a you know things are right or things are wrong sort of person. Like that's why I was much better at the sciences than I was at the languages, and you know, um, that's why with with music to have to have as much theory and as much practical um i suppose skill um that i feel is 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 necessary to be able to go and and um satisfy my 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 musical cravings if mm. you will um to me it was it was more about you know let me get to a point where i'm i'm capable of of coming like you know being able to um put down on paper proverbially like any idea that i had in my head um you know so if it was some 
very complex, like super fast thing, whatever. You know, whether I could actually <laughs> whether I could actually record or not is a different story. But at least I knew um, that physically I'd, I'd probably be able to do it. Um, you know, I didn't want to be hamstrung by like I've got this awesome idea in my head, but I can't actually do it. Mm. Um, I feel like there's there's a lot of you know there there is a whole nother world in the mind from a music perspective that I you know I'm sure most people probably can't get out from their mind you know like I've always wanted to see what happens if you just put a random person never touch an instrument in their life and just plunk them in front of a piano like press record and see what they do like that whole that whole moments of as they're trying to you know they have they have something in their head mm. they probably recognize what a piano sounds like so they want to you know they, they might have an intuition for what a piano should be doing but to see how you know to sort of build those like connections between what's in their mind and what's mm. in the physical space that they're yeah. performing in yeah, it's 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 cool you know i feel a lot of times also my mind has a lot more ideas than than my hands and fingers do mm. you know um, i feel like that with drawing like i can see what i want to draw in my head, but I can't draw it on paper. Yeah, yeah. I respect artists. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's very, very interesting. Um, anything else on the music side? Actually, I wanted to ask you, yeah. what is your go-to song or album or band right now? I know you've gone through so many different... I mean, your music knowledge is just so so vast. I can't keep up. I mean, you always introduce me to amazing things. So, what's your current? Um, I don't have my phone on me to see what my what my latest stuff is, but um, I think as I've you know as I've started to work more on my singing, or at least becoming more aware of singing, I've definitely become more aware of vocals in songs. Um, so you know, just trying to find artists that that I like the sound of their voice and feel like I might be able to, you know, also be able to like sing in that way or whatever. So um not that I can sing in that way, but there's an artist No, I think you you've definitely come a very long way. You okay. can sing. Oh, thank you. You definitely <laughs> can sing. Uh yeah, so you know, any any sort of I don't know, there's there's an artist called Ariel Posen who um just, I think he's a Canadian Sort of does like roots rock Americana sort of stuff, but he's a brilliant slide slide guitar player and he's got an amazing voice. You know, definitely, you know, been listening to his stuff quite a lot of late. And then also I, I, I love listening to um oh, what's the word? Like Cheryl Crow or, mm. or Molly Tuttle. Like I, I, all these you know, like definitely more country influence, but like any any melancholic sort of music that's sad and introspective and has like really like pretty vocals like yeah. you know I've also always tended towards that yeah I'm definitely more of a sad person <laughs> musically <laughs> than, a, than a happy one um, although I would say you know like you know Zeppelin and Iron Maiden and well I, I mean well, Iron Maiden's not not happy <laughs> not necessarily happy but like yeah it's interesting I mean you you have such a not only in your life but also in music I find like you've also got a huge balance like you've got the melancholy the country the, the acoustic sort of stuff but you've also got like the hardcore rock and yeah no it's definitely <laughs> widened yeah widened over the last few years i mean i was very <laughs> passionate let's say about like, guitar solos yeah, yeah. Uh, i couldn't even show you any song that was yeah, no, today's I music yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so yeah i mean I, I would have to go through my through my finely curated five-star playlist <laughs> to find to find what I've been listening to of late. But I always struggle with that question. Like when someone asks me, like, what are your favorite bands? I'm like, I actually don't have an answer because if it's good music, it's good music. Like I don't have yeah, a... But it depends what you're feeling as exactly, well. Like, exactly. Yeah. And that goes back to like the power of music and how it is it's like the gateway to the soul, essentially. Mm. And it does make people feel... Um, which makes sense ancestrally, like music and creativity and like entertainment and storytelling was always part of our hunter-gatherer tribes like in fact the people who would sing and dance and act like those would be like the quote-unquote celebrities of our ancestral communities so it's like something definitely in bed in all of us and i i mean i was this morning <laughs> i found myself lately putting on um music every morning 
which is something that I don't know why I haven't done. But like while I'm getting, you know, like my breakfast ready and just setting the mood for the the house, I suppose, in the early hours of the morning, putting on some music. Um, it's been such an amazing, like, activity to do. It just sets the day. It just like, I don't know, as, as we mentioned earlier, music is so powerful just to set the mood. But anyway, this morning I, I decided I wanted some Mozart just because I felt like, you know, I was a bit stressed this morning and I, I, you know, classical music has shown to activate the parasympathetic nervous system. So anyway, I was playing Mozart and I was just, you know, speaking to, speaking to dad and he was like, Kelsey, why can't you, you make music like this? And I'm like, mm, I don't know, like, <laughs> don't feel like anyone today can really replicate true classical music. And it's just, it's so, it's so interesting to see the absolute revolution of music in general throughout history. Um, and yeah, I, I, that was a bit of an unrelated tangent, but I just, somehow it was more relatable and more direct in my head. Um, so moving on to work balance with pleasure, life, sort of leisure, <laughs> how, how do you think, like, are there any top tips? I feel like you've got that pretty nailed down, like, um, uh, so, like, I mean, at school and varsity, it was, I suppose it was, you know, get your work done and then any extra time you had after that, you could just do what you want. And for me at that time, it was more often than not playing guitar. Um, once I started working, I, I, you know, I had like a nine to five and after five o'clock, I had a hell of a lot of time to myself <laughs> to do whatever I wanted. And um, it was very hard to find a balance. Um then as well like uh, i was probably some of my most like unhappy times of those like sort of five months after finishing varsity and starting work um just because i was so unbalanced mm -hmm. i just didn't just either either didn't feel like i was taking advantage of the time i had or i was just like well what now or what do i do with myself like you know like who am i sort of stuff like to have so much time on your hands it's it's you know you realize you have you have all these sort of thoughts that have I mean, put to the back of your mind because you just have to get through some test or some exam or whatever. Yeah. So um, once I started playing in bands, um, I, I I can't remember at what moment it, it sort of clicked, but I realized I needed, you know, my day job would, would never be enough for me to be to be happy. I can't just be a software developer and, you know, be like that, like content. You know, I need, I need music in some way. Um, so I started working hard, at, you know, like always checking in with myself to see, you know, do I have enough time to do the music I want to do? And at the same time, also have a routine because mm. I, I, I need that. Yeah. Um, and going f full on into like just going full time into music, at least for my friends that that have done it, looks like a very stressful, yeah. um, unsure life um, sort of thing. So... <laughs> so I was like, okay, um, I don't think I'm quite cut out to go full time into it, at least not yet. Um, so it, it it became about having my my like day job as my basis, like my routine and my structure and everything, and then you know get through that day to then have all the time to you know to to fulfil my my musical desires. Mm. I think is probably the most accurate way of putting it. Not so much dreams or goals, just desires. Yeah, you know. And if it comes down to it, it's just I have this desire to like play music. So yeah, yeah it's about satisfying that. Um, and and yeah, I, you know, it's eventually, you know, for me, I've always been fortunate in the sense that I knew what I was strong at and or, or what I had an intuition for, and you know, sort of focused on those things. Um, and then also, you know, like found something that made a lot of sense to me and gave me the skills to be able to be quite employable and mm. you know got like a really nice job and you know i can and, and then i can just you know like that triggers my brain and like you know like i get i get stimulation through that um mentally and then you know i, I can then go to my rehearsal once a week play gigs you know and that's and that's when like i can i can I guess truly be myself, you know. Um, 
particularly on stage. Like rehearsals now, sometimes they can feel a bit of a chore. Um, <laughs> As but, rehearsals can. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like being on stage, it's it's just such a gift that mm. I like. Not only did I eventually realize that you know, like I this is something that like gives me joy, but then actually also having the ability and the opportunities to do that, you know, made me realize that this is the stuff that that is gonna nourish me mm. um and then it kind of became more about you know adjust like adjusting my day life to be able to give myself the time to do the you know the the music stuff um so yeah for me it was very important to at least be aware of what a what what were my strengths and then um finding um what would what would give me um you know structure like like what i needed to 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 be to feel like in control or or just or just at ease um emotionally and then you know and then having like those passions and desires and being able to like nourish those things because yeah. that stuff wouldn't go away yeah. it's so important you can't just work 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 and not rest and recuperate and restore and rebalance and yeah you can't also just only be in work and then shut off mode like you there's so many different parts to who you are as an individual and yeah i think you really do serve as an inspiration for a lot of people and yeah i think (laughs) i'm getting emotional um yeah, and I think, again, we can thank our parents for, I don't know, I, I don't know if it's a nature or nurture thing. Like, I wonder if we would have been so inclined to music if we didn't have music playing in the house all day or in the car. I wonder. Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, it's more because of you. I only started playing because you you were good. So, <laughs> so it's more thanks to you to, like, get the ball rolling. Um, yeah, I think, like, you know, it's, it's, I mean, we can talk about it now and, you know, enjoy doing it and you know now now, now that we're both older yes and we're, we're capable of working together musically but it it was it's always been a bit hard yeah well, i mean to work we, with you. we never used to fight we would just fight about music yeah uh, you have to try write stuff or record stuff or whatever it was oh gosh i feel like it's because i was classically trained in piano which I, I was i wanted to bring this up earlier like you know when i was doing classical piano it was very hard for me not to steer off from the music on the page if that makes sense and then you Mm. were always egging me to like no you must improvise and then that's where we would probably get um into conflict a lot of the time yeah yeah big time you didn't like me trying new things with your music (laughs) yeah thank goodness the only constant is change and that we're always growing and evolving (laughs) yeah but i mean i suppose yeah it's very it's interesting to reflect on definitely Mm. Well, Josh Buchholzer, um, I, as everyone knows, that you are my my older brother, and um, you know we've always music has always been a big part of our lives, and it's been a big part of our relationship. And I mean, not only that, there's a, many an array of other things, but I just you know want to thank you for always being someone who's always been by my side and a constant you know always wanting the best for me and always supporting me no matter what um you really are the best big brother that anyone could ever ask for and um so for all those of you who are listening still (laughs) um what Josh and I have done is we've little we've done like a little live recording of one of my songs called by your side which by the way Joshua came up with the the, the music, music, yeah, which was and absolutely beautiful. Stole it. <laughs> I ran with it. It was too good not yeah, to. <laughs> you stole it and ran with it. Ran I built on it. it. Yeah. Fine. We collaborated. I wouldn't have come up with words for it anyway, so <laughs> I'm, I'm glad it got used. I remember you, exp- it was in the evening, I don't know what day, but I just remember you, it was an evening, and you just played me this introduction, this guitar music, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is powerful. And initially at the time, um a family member of ours was going through quite a hard time and I I just wanted to extend my 
I suppose, support and condolences. And, you know, that was, I suppose, something that I was feeling at the time. And it just came out in the lyrics, you know, by your side. Essentially, like, you can go through the hardest times and you will get through this and I'll always be standing right by your side as like a support. But, you know, as I've reflected um, a lot and as I've resurfaced the song, because, I mean for those of you who have listened to episode one, which is the origin story and have heard a bit more of my story. Um, when I was, I suppose, sick, very sick, I suppose, um, music was the first thing to go away. Like even listening to music was too much of a burden for me. It was too much of a chore. And it, that was like the first red flag that something, you know, wasn't necessarily right. <laughs> um, which was, I mean, very hard because, as as, I, as we mentioned, like growing up, music was always such a big part of my life, such a big part of our family's life. So, I mean, it was even hard for me to come and watch some of your gigs. And it was, it was, I can't even imagine how like painful it was also for like, you know, for you. Because before that, I was your number one fan. I mean, I always will be your number one fan. Anyway, so um, it's only very recently, you know, as I've recovered and as I've just... I don't know, grown and just learned so much that I've resurfaced a lot of my old music. And I think at the time that we wrote this song, collaborated on this song, I think I was 15, 16. So yeah, it's been quite a few years. And when I resurfaced the song a few weeks ago, um, it became so apparent to me that I actually also wrote this song for myself. That like, you know, I, my body is my home and I will always be my, you know, a number one fan for myself. And we have to, in life, we have to, we have to be our number one fans. We can't expect anyone else to be, you know, our support, except we can't expect anyone else to believe in ourselves but ourselves. Um, obviously, it's nice if other people do <laughs> believe in you. That's a real easy. <laughs> um, but essentially, like, if you strip everything away, all you have left is yourself. So I thought that was very, very powerful when I, you know, just resurfaced the lyrics specifically as well. But it also became so much more apparent that, you know, I think I was also writing the song, like, almost through you. Like, um, really, throughout my hardest times, you really were always, and you always will be, I know, by my side. Um, so, you know, family, what is it? What is the saying? Something by choice, something not by choice. No, family by chance something best friend by i don't know anyway, yeah, I, I know something like that yeah. essentially i think yeah yeah <laughs> i think i'm just so i have to almost pinch myself because a few years ago it wasn't i feel like we're stronger and yeah i'm just so excited for the future and for our future and for everything but um yeah and i think it's just it ties in so beautifully i've always wanted to have you on the podcast um so thank you for coming on um and thank you for always being by my side um so at the end of this episode we will i suppose drop in the little live recording we did of the song and i hope oh, you guys I enjoy we're doing it right now like with like magic oh. like now we're doing it yes 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 we are yeah we're talking about it in the past tense but we're still to write it aren't we yes but we're still to record it or have we recorded it already uh, you tell me. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, but yeah. So thank you again, Josh, for coming on and sharing your wisdom. Actually, what vocal group are you? Do you know? What do you mean? Are you a tenor, bass, uh, baritone? I, no I feel like you could be a baritone, but at the same time, you do have quite a nice, strong falsetto. So you. I don't know. We'll have know. to get this. Yeah, I've never known. Checked. Mm. It as may as it help. doesn't involve a blood test, then I'll be fine. <laughs> Fair. It won't involve a blood test. Okay. But I feel like you do have some extensive vocal range that we can work with, which is also exciting. Yeah. Nice. Okay. This exciting. is. I don't know. I don't know what else. Do you want to say anything else, Josh? <laughs> no. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's. It's. You know, sitting here in, uh, in my old room. <laughs> it's also raining, if yeah, you guys can't hear. Yeah, um, But, yeah, this has been, you know, a special opportunity. I know how hard you've been working on this podcast for. Um, I'm just, yeah, I mean, it's just amazing that you've, like, built this thing completely from, from the ground up. So, you know, you've almost created, you've created this just like you create all your music. So, 
um, yeah. Thank you. I would ask you where can people go find you and follow you, but I don't know what you're going to reply. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, through you, I guess. Yeah, you guys like, can can ask me. Um, Give me feedback. What if you yeah. want some more videos? Or um, or my or the band that I'm in, Rocksteady. I I wouldn't know how to find them. Like I, I don't know what the handles are, or whatever. But uh, Cape Town <laughs> classic rock cover bands. So yeah, that's that's where you'd see me play most of the time. Uh, besides playing with um, Kelsey, performing with Kelsey. Yeah, I'm you're not. My, I'm not. Uh, you're my. You're my social media manager. So okay, this is new and to my, me. And my publicist. So. <laughs> Fair. Okay. So it's on, it's on you. I don't know. Okay. I don't know what's going on. Apparently, I did have an Instagram. Did you? You did. I. I don't know. Oh, we were just making fun, Josh, with no Insta. Okay. <laughs> well, you see, you see. To I've, be honest, I don't think it's such a bad thing that you don't have social media. Yeah, because I just sit around either. You can play more guitar. <laughs> well, if only. But um, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, maybe next time you will have a social media account. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe built and managed by you by that time. I charge, hey? <laughs> no, I'm joking. Okay, before this gets any, any longer, <laughs> Josh, it was an honor speaking with you and to the future. Thanks, girls. Okay, so before I proceed with the music, I just wanted to dedicate this song to you. I want you to know that you are not alone in this world. Here's a live performance of one of my original songs called By Your Side, performed in Josh's old bedroom.
listening to this episode of The Human Theatre. I hope you learned something new. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share and give a rating or a review on whatever app you are listening to this podcast on. I would love to hear your feedback, so please don't hesitate to reach out on Instagram or via email. All the links are in the show notes. Remember, you are your most important person in this world. Keep shining your unique light. Until next time... 